0: Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is July 24th. Today is the last day of this week's Come Follow Me block, and next week we're going to be studying Doctrine and Covenants, section 84. So we'll have just one section again next week, and I really look forward to jumping into it. It's all about the oath and the covenant and the priesthood and the power of God, and I think that there is a lot for me to learn there. So I look forward to that. But for now, let's finish up this week's Come Follow Me block by studying in Doctrine and Covenants 82 and then a little bit in section 83. So starting in 82, verse 14, it says, For Zion must increase in beauty and in holiness. Her borders must be enlarged. Her stakes must be strengthened. Yea, verily, I say unto you, Zion must arise and put on her beautiful garments. Now, if I'm being honest with you, I don't know completely what this scripture means, but there's something that I like to think about when I think of this scripture. I once had an institute teacher who compared this idea of Zion and the stakes and arising to the symbol of the tabernacle of the Old Testament. This idea of a tent, remember how stakes are something that we use to hold our tent firmly to the ground, where it talks about arising, this idea of raising up a tent And then this idea of her beautiful garments being the sides of the tent or the canvas that drapes it. So let's think about this for a second as the tabernacle, as this idea of the temple, because that's what the tabernacle was for the children of Israel, right? So here it's talking about Zion. And normally when we talk about Zion, it's talking about the church and multiple people. But let's make this a little bit more personal. Remember zion is also those who are of one heart and of one mind so zion can also be an individual person and let's take a look like i said i don't know if this is what this means but let's take a look at the significance of it when we consider ourselves zion here it's saying we must increase in beauty and in holiness this symbol of the temple holy of holies We have to become that. We have to become holy. We have to be worthy of the Spirit of the Lord to reside within us. Now, I absolutely love this where it says, her borders must be enlarged. Last year, when we were talking about the Book of Mormon, we came across a scripture from Isaiah that talks about enlarging our borders. And for me, what this means is we have to be willing to make room for everyone. When we enlarge our borders, we make sure that everyone is welcome, and that everyone can come. Now, yes, that's true within the church, and we need to make sure that the church is a safe place for everyone who wishes to be there, a place where everyone feels loved, where everyone feels welcome, where everyone feels like they can be nourished by the good word of God. It is not up to us to judge who is worthy to be there or ready to be there. The church is a hospital, and we all need the healing that comes within those walls. So yes, that is true. But what does it mean if we are making Zion personal? If I'm saying that Zion is me, what do I personally need to do to enlarge my borders? What do I personally need to do to make people know that I am a safe place, that I'm accepting, that I'm warm, that I'm loving, that I will always embrace people when Christ said, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, how did Christ love us? Did he love us with judgment? Did he make stipulations on his love? Did he say, Your testimony or your worthiness has to be to this level before I'll extend that love? Absolutely not. He ate with the sinners. Now, that being said, he did have commandments and he did admonish people to keep those commandments. He didn't excuse away sin. But he loved people. So if we are to love as he loves us, then we have to do the same. And that means enlarging our borders. Making room in our hearts and in our lives for everyone, whether they look like us, think like us, believe like us. We love first. I once had someone ask me, well, what if by loving someone I'm actually embracing sin and I don't realize it? And the answer that I gave them is, When I pass away and when I am face to face in that final judgment, I would much, much rather be found erring on the side of loving someone too much than I would on the side of judging someone too much. We have to learn to enlarge our borders and to rise up and as a people be symbols of the temple itself. Now let's take a look at section 83 this section is talking about how important it is to take care of those who can't take care of themselves. And in verse six, it says, and the storehouse shall be kept by the consecrations of the church and widows and orphans shall be provided for as also the poor. Now you can't talk about widows without talking about president Monson and the love that he had for them as their bishop, and also as a prophet. So I want to play a portion of one of his talks for us now, talking about how we can care for the widow. This is what he says.
1: The plight of the widow is a recurring theme through Holy Writ. Our hearts go out to the widow at Zarephath. Gone was her husband. Consumed was her scant supply of food. Starvation and death awaited. But then came God's prophet with a seemingly brazen command that the widow woman should feed him. Her response is particularly touching. As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruse. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and then die. The reassuring words of Elijah penetrated her very being. Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the of oil fail. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruce of oil fail. We too can bless if we will, but follow His noble example. Opportunities are everywhere. Needed eyes to see the pitiable plight, ears to hear the silent pleadings of a broken heart, yes, and a soul filled with compassion that we might communicate, Not only eye to eye or voice to ear, but in the majestic style of the Savior, even heart to heart. The word widow appears to have had a most significant meaning to our Lord. As we follow in His footsteps, as we ponder His thoughts and His deeds, as we keep His commandments, we will be blessed. The grieving widow, the fatherless child, and the lonely of heart everywhere will be gladdened comforted, and sustained through our service, and we will experience a deeper understanding of the words recorded in the epistle of James. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless and widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world.
0: My friends, I absolutely love this, and I love what President Monson has taught us about caring for the widows. Truly. Caring for those who are in need, those who are lonely, those who are hurt, isn't just part of our religion, but it should be our religion. Elder Richard L. Evans once said, We who are young should never become so blindly absorbed in our own pursuits as to forget that there are still with us those who will live in loneliness unless we let them share our lives as they once let us share theirs. We cannot bring them back to the morning hours of youth, but we can help them live in the warm glow of a sunset made more beautiful by our thoughtfulness, by our provision, and by our active and unfeigned love. Life in its fullness is a loving ministry of service from generation to generation. May God grant that those who belong to us may never be left in loneliness. My friends, I testify that caring for others, especially those who who are lonely, who can't take care of themselves, and who are in need of help, is absolutely God's way. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.